0: Welcome back to some conversation about finding God in the midst of where we are. And a whole lot of us need to find God in the midst of our marriage. Let me just tell you right off the bat that um, of every podcast that we've done so far, this is probably the one that I'm most passionate about. This is the one I've prayed most about and the one I'm asking God to bless the most. So I want to pray on the front end. And then we're going to jump into some conversation together because we're talking about your marriage today. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, I don't want my words to be my words. I want those to be your words. So I'm gonna ask for the grace to be real small today and I'm gonna ask for the grace to get out the way and just let you say what you wanna say. And as these words leave my mouth, I hope that by the time that they hit the ears and the hearts of those who are listening, that not only are those words anointed, but so are the ears and the hearts that are receiving them. I want to pray for every married couple today, that in this time, they might rediscover each other and rediscover the beauty of what you're calling them to. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. How can we find God in the midst of where we are? Or more importantly, I think a lot of us are asking, what can you do in your marriage right now? So we just kind of follow the logic here on Saturday. We're starting to build, right? So Saturday we asked the question of what can we do to make the most of this situation? Then that brought us into yesterday, which is how can we make the most of the situation in our families? And that just naturally brings us into what can we do to make the most of the situation in our marriages right now? Well, the first thing that you can do is that for many of us, there's one person watching this video. So the first thing that you can do is just make a commitment to make sure that your spouse watches this video. And I'm going to do the best I possibly can to be real honest and real uh, hope-filled and real um, loving as we walk through this conversation. But I just pray that the two of you can watch this together at some point so that together we can make the most of this inside your marriage. Last couple of days, I talked about three Ps that really are, you might say, the, the blueprint for us if we're going to make the most of this. We can learn from three Ps, our pace, our people, and our priorities. And that's the same with our marriages, if we're going to make the most of this situation in our marriages. let's Let's just go right into it today and talk about pace. When I think about the pace that we're living our lives, I think it impacts the amount of Time that couples spend together, and I want to talk a little bit about time first as uh, the first key to help our married couples in this this time that we find ourselves in. Um, if you want to know how you spell love in a marriage, it, it's spelled T I M E, right? I don't know how couples stay together unless they spend at some point some time together. And I'm not talking just about time. I'm, I'm talking about real quality, time together. right? There's a difference between time versus presence. And if we're going to be present to each other, then we have to make a commitment to being present to each other. And I wonder... For married couples, how much of their time is influenced by other things that prevent them from being present to the present moment. Uh, I'm going to go right back to what I was talking about yesterday with families, which is screens. Can't tell you how many times married couples aren't real present to each other because their attention is somewhere else. Um, I say this with great love and repentance because I've done this with people, but If I'm in a conversation with someone and I leave the conversation to check a text message, I am sending a signal to the person that I'm with that you are not as intriguing to me as what could be over here. And I don't know how married couples are going to actually be present to each other unless they have cultivated the capacity and the virtue and the maturity to be with each other without their phones. And so, the first thing that you can do in your marriage right now is learn how to spend time with each other without distractions. Put your phone away, put it in another room, in fact, and just spend time with each other no less than, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes a day. And again, I'll give you a challenge that if you spend 30 minutes together with each other every day without a TV, Without an iPad, without any screen, just spend time with each other. Do that for seven days. If your marriage isn't better, then you can go back to doing whatever you're doing before. But I think that we're gonna learn a whole lot about each other if we do that. Like, so the first thing that we can do is we can invest in each other without the distractions. Here's the other thing that I think prevents married couples from being present to the present moment is when we project on to our spouse everything that's brewing in us. So we're having a bad day, so we project that onto our spouse, and that's now the filter with which we have the conversation. Or we're still kind of brewing with something that happened a couple days ago, so we're in a conversation on Thursday, and we're bringing in something that happened on Tuesday or whatever. Right? If we're going to be present to the present moment, we also have to be present to the person in the present moment. And that means we have to be honest with where we are and what we're projecting onto the other person. But I don't know how we're talking to each other if we're talking to each other through the filter of where we think the other person ought to be or where we don't want the other person to be or where, you know, all the things that prevent us from actually being present to the present moment. First thing is presence. Second thing that we can do to really help us in our marriages right now is we can just be engaged in substantial conversation. Now, sometimes you want to laugh and sometimes you want to just remember the good times and you want to just have ordinary human conversation. And that's okay. But I don't know how you can have a substantial relationship with someone unless you're having substantial conversation with someone. Like there is, a, there is a concrete connection between depth in conversation and depth in relationship. And if our spouse is the person that we have consecrated ourselves to, then th- there needs to be a place where we have that kind of conversation with each other. So what's one thing that we can do in our marriages at this time is we can invest intentionally in substantial depth filled conversation with each other. You know, I think a lot of couples think they don't have substantial conversation because they, they don't have time. And then when you make time, most couples realize they don't have substantial conversation because they don't know how to talk to each other. And my heart goes out to you there, and I just want to place before you an invitation. You have an opportunity right now to rediscover each other, and that is awesome. What is God trying to do in our lives? God didn't make the coronavirus, but God is looking at every marriage right now that's struggling, and he is longing for married couples to take a risk to rediscover who they are all over again. And if you try to have a substantial conversation with each other and you fumble through it, that's okay. Because I bet you the first time you tried to do that, when you were dating, you probably fumbled through it too. There was that getting to know each other phase in every relationship. And for some couples, you might have to fumble through that right now and rediscover each other all over again. And that's okay. If you just love each other and give each other permission to be there. So the second thing that married couples can do right now is invest in time to have real conversation with each other. And then thirdly, uh, we can have um, an honest look at our priorities. And maybe that's what those conversations are kind of shining light on, right? Maybe you have an honest evaluation about um, where you are as a couple right now. I said to you yesterday, if you want to know what your priorities are, look at your calendar and your checkbook. If you want it, want help to know where you are in your relationship with each other, you have to have an honest conversation about our priorities, right? And nothing else should take the place of this conversation. This is the most important 30 minutes of your day other than the time that you're spending with God. Uh, so that means that we, we, we have to um, hold ourselves accountable to exceptions. Exceptions should be the exception, but they shouldn't become the norm. And if we're going to, Make ex- exceptions to the 30-minute conversation every day right now. You should have a conversation today about what you're going to do when the other person tries to make an exception to the conversation. In other words, have some ground rules, you might say, to to be in a conversation with each other about something real. Uh, and that's most important in your life right now. So uh, one simple thing that you can do. I'm just going to paint a picture of what this might look like. Um, every day for the next seven days have an uninterrupted real conversation with each other for let's say no less than 30 minutes that means the phones are not even in the room the tv's off you're putting your phones and your tablets and your computers in another room you go somewhere where you're going to be uninterrupted just for 30 minutes having a conversation with each other Maybe you're having a conversation about what went well that day. What were the blessings of the day? What didn't go well? And maybe how are you being called to maybe grow in virtue? Maybe that's what you're having a conversation about. And that's a great place to start. Just how you doing, right? Uh, maybe you want to have a conversation about your family. For those of you who have children, and uh, those children are, you know, you say worthy of conversation. How are you doing in your parenting or in your relationship with them? And maybe what what do you want to celebrate with each other in them or your relationship with them, or what do you need to work on? What are you learning that, that needs help in your relationship with your children? What do you want to keep in your marriage after this coronavirus thing is over, that you begin to discover that is active and alive now, right? We can't go back to where life used to be. Hopefully, if we're experiencing blessings in your life, don't go back, right? Like, harvest those graces now. Talk to each other about like what's happening that's good that we, we want to learn from. Or, when's the last time you talked about your dreams for your marriage? A a relationship that does not have dreams is a relationship that's, that's already beginning to atrophy. When's the last time you shared your dreams for each other or for your marriage with each other? So you could talk about all those things. Or if you're going to keep doing this, get into the rhythm of just every once in a while, just having a real concrete, you might say, business meeting. And what do I mean by that? Like, well, how, how are the most important things in your life right now that you need to be talking about, like uh, priorities in the family and the rhythm of life and, and and how are things going Just with the concrete realities that are there? So the, that just kind of paints a picture of what you could be talking about, but I think for the next seven days, let's all try a substantial 30-minute conversation uninterrupted with each other as uh, a married couple. And then finally, I just want to throw out a challenge. That for some of us, the conversation that we need to have needs to start with, I'm sorry. You know, it's, if it's been a long time since you've entered into some depth in a conversation as a married couple then maybe the most authentic way to enter into that is to repent. I'm sorry for not making time. Uh, I'm sorry for not being present. Uh, I'm sorry for holding on to things and for putting you in that box. I'm sorry for, you'll know. John Paul II once said that the church is always reborn on her knees in repentance. I love that quote. And I think every marriage is born anew on her knees in repentance. My prayer for you is that in this time, we might rediscover each other. And hopefully some conversation is a way for that to happen. And maybe tonight, maybe just today, you you start and you pray together. And if you have never prayed together, maybe we could do that together tonight. And if it's been a lot of while since you prayed together as a couple, then maybe you could rediscover that with Psalm 128. That's our psalm for today. Psalm 128. I'm going to pray it, not all of it, but I'll pray a couple verses, and then I'll just leave the rest to the two of you when you get together today. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord and who walks in his ways. You shall be happy and you shall be well with you. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Behold, thus shall be the man Be blessed who fears the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. And may you see your children's children. And Peace be upon you. Lord, may peace be upon our married couples right now. May they rediscover each other. May they rediscover conversation. May they rediscover repentance. Lord, I pray that this would be an unparalleled season. May every grace of Holy Week be poured forth upon our marriages. Lord, every priest right now is par- celebrating private masses, and I just pray that every one of those masses, every the grace of all those masses be poured forth upon our married couples right now. That may just be an anointing and a protection, a resurgence, a renewal in our marriages. Whatever you have to do, Lord, do it. Go where you want to go. Bless them however you want to bless them. May they rediscover who they are by rediscovering whose they are as married. May you pour forth your blessings upon our married couples today